I'm Krista Hernandez, and healing is my superpower. I have a lifetime of firsthand experience managing and naturally healing lupus and other chronic illnesses. Now as a wellness coach, I'm here to help you unlock your healing power and transform your life. Stick around, ladies. It's your time to rise. Today's guest is a woman I am proud to call a friend and grateful to call one of my healers. Mia Proctor, owner of Mia Moon Creations, is a certified master Reiki practitioner and teacher. Along with Reiki, she uses a combination of crystals and sound therapy to correct energy misalignments and support the body in healing itself from the inside out. In the world of energy work, there are some frauds out there, but I can assure you from personal experience, Mia Proctor is the real deal in healing. Mia, thank you so much for coming on to Root to Rise. Thank you so much, Krista, for having me. It's great to be on this platform and supporting you. So tell us a little about yourself and your path to becoming a healer. Okay. So um, in 2017, I had my spiritual awakening. I started first, I was like a conspiracy theorist. So I was (laughs) diving into that stuff and really fascinated by the JFK assassination. So I like bought so many books about, (laughs) about him. And then I learned about the third eye and astral traveling. So I was like, Ooh, I want to open my third eye, um, and astral travel. And so one day, you know, I was able to astral travel and that was listening to different frequencies at night with my headphones, like binaural beats or like Delta Hertz. And so Sometimes, you know, I would go somewhere, then slam back in my body. So it took a little bit of practice. And one day I was sitting in um, my living room and all of a sudden I saw energy everywhere. It looked like static um, from like a TV screen. I was just like, am I crazy? You know, stuff like that. Um, And then one day I was in my room, you know, on my back and all of a sudden eyes closed. I start seeing like figures of spirits or people coming from me. And then I opened my eyes and I was seeing the same thing. So, you know, open and close, open and close. And I, that's kind of how my abilities of clairvoyance, which is clear seeing, um, was activated. And so throughout that journey, I would, you know, astral travel, not really knowing where I was going. And then it was weird because I would have a thing called sleep paralysis where, um, it would kind of be scary where you're, um, mind wakes up before your body. So I couldn't move sometimes like, oh my goodness. And the way I got into numerology was um, I was having sleep paralysis on certain dates that would equal 14, 16, or 18. And it'd always be like Monday, Thursday, and Friday and Sunday. So I started to see a pattern. And so that's how I learned about numerology, life path, destiny number, and all that stuff. And, um, I was going to a psychic because, you know, I'm like, what is going on with me? And um, so she kind of helped guide me throughout that. And then my hand started getting hot and she said, you know, you should try Reiki. And I, you know, it went over my head. I'm like, I don't know what that is. And so a year later, 2019, a friend said, you should get a Reiki session. I know, a, you know, I have no, I know a um, practitioner in Annapolis. And so I did a session with her, a few sessions with her. I loved it. And then that's when I learned Reiki in 2019 in June. And so, um, and then 2020 got my master's and then 2021, I've got my teacher attunement. So 
ever since then, um, I did self-raking a couple um, sessions with friends, but I wasn't really in, you know, I didn't really practice that much, but I, you know, I used it when I remember to. Um, and after that, in 2021, in October, I decided to start my business because I said, you know what, I don't like my job. I'm having nightmares, headaches from it. It's stressing me out. Like I would have to get coffee and bagels to motivate myself to go to work. And um, I met a massage therapist and she was like, I have space in Severna Park. And so it was close to me. And so in 2022, I decided to go full time and I don't regret it at all. And it's it's been a beautiful experience um, with Reiki and I'm still growing and still learning. But also, um, I'm, I guess for me, I am reattuning myself, you know, learning about myself more and more through having a business, but also through Reiki. So it's a beautiful thing. Well, speaking uh, on behalf of all your clients, I can tell you we're very grateful that you did decide to go full time. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it was a hard decision. With it. We'll definitely have to discuss the JFK assassination as well off mic. Uh, the two of us. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So what is Reiki exactly? Some people may have kind of heard of it. Some people may have met, uh, for instance, I met someone claiming to be a Reiki practitioner at a festival many years ago. And she was just like miming being in a box for 60 seconds outside. It was ridiculous. So <laughs> tell us what Reiki really is and what it really looks like. So Reiki is everything. It is universal life force energy that's all around us. You can't see it, but you'll feel it. And um, the Reiki I practice is the Japanese style, um, but there's different types of Reiki, like angel Reiki and different other um, healing modalities or traditional Reiki. But um, Reiki has been around for many years. Different cultures call it healing hands. Um, Jesus used Reiki. You know, he had the healing hands to help heal the sick. And so what Reiki does is it's intuitive where I channel Reiki energy through my crown chakra at the top of my head, and then it flows down to my hands. Um, and so it goes to the body parts that need healing. But for me, Reiki is also a prayer. You know, you're trying to help the clients heal from any, you know, trauma as well as balance, rebalance the chakras, the body, bringing more of a peaceful state to, to them, you know, releasing toxic habits, you know, removing, you know, patterns that are no longer serving them and just kind of, it heals everything. And you've got different auric layer fields. You got your physical, emotional, mental, astral, etheric, celestial body and ketheric template body. So we're, we're all energy. Our bodies are just illusions. So Reiki helps, you know, rebalance yourself and also help you connect to your true nature, which is your true self, not your ego or anything. Um, and Reiki can be, you know, you can do distant Reiki sessions as well and send Reiki distantly. So um, I've sent some to my past as well as past lives. We can get into that, you know, another time as well as um, ancestral healing. And you can also send it to the future. So Reiki is good for manifestation. So if you have like a job interview in a couple of weeks and you're nervous, you can send rate, you know, positive energy to help build your confidence. And you can use it on pets. I use it on Luna Tabasco, my pet tortoise. And um, you, yeah, you can use it on food, plants, everything, whatever your imagination tells you to do, you can use Reiki on it. And it's, it's a very healing modality. 
So, yeah. Yes, Luna Tabasco, the world's most adorable tortoise. I have seen <laughs> him, him, right, in she. action. It's a, it's a she. Yeah. I thought, I just, I thought it was a male, too, just because it was aggressive. But I went to the vet and we found out she's a she's a girl. Okay. Yeah, I had that happen with uh, our first dog many years ago, believe it or not. And when they're puppies, when they're tiny puppies, uh, tiny breeds, it can be tough to tell. So we were going right. to originally uh, name the dog Jack and then, whoops, Jack's a Jill. <laughs> <laughs> and there arrived little Bailey. So a lot of people tuning into this episode may hear everything you just said and they think, okay, that's a little too out there, a little too fox molder and woo woo yeah. for me. So can you explain the actual science and physics behind this? And when I say physics, I mean, talk to me like I'm five because I took rock for, rocks for jocks in high school instead of physics. <laughs> <laughs> so um, on a quantum scale, um, since everything kind of connects, it's, you know, kind of quantum healing with Reiki where um, what happens is I channel the energy through my hands, you know, through my crown, through my hands. And what people will feel is kind of like a vibration through their cells, through their body. Um, so they kind of feel the body, their energy kind of shift, um, as well as they might experience colors. That might be too woo-woo for people um, to believe. Um, so Reiki, you know, if you want to break it down, Ray is source of energy, which is all around us. Everything is made through energy, vibration, frequency, you so sound, and also light. You know, in the Bible, it talks how, you know, let there be light, you know, and then the word, which is sound, and then energy, you know, it's it's all over. We all feel energy. We know when we walk in a room and there's something off, um, or if we meet someone, we feel relaxed, we feel peaceful. And that's how that's what energy is. Um, and also, what Reiki helps, if you want to think about a radio, if you're like trying to dial into the radio, no one uses the radio anymore. You know, we've got Spotify and Apple Music. But um, so say you're looking to um, tune yourself into a radio and it's a little groggy, you know, it's not clear. So what Reiki does, it reattunes your body into its natural frequency. So sometimes our energy can be clogged because of old patterns and old stuff. So um, Reiki helps reattune that body into its frequency. And we are, you know, our bodies are instruments. So that's kind of what Reiki does on the science way. And, you know, if we look at cells and atoms and all that stuff, and it's, it's energy and um, Reiki helps with self-healing as well. I hope that, you know, clears it out. I hope it wasn't too woo-woo. But I, I say that all the time, you know, with people who don't believe in Reiki because I didn't, you know, when someone told me about Reiki, you know, I was like, you know, what, you know, what the hell is Reiki, <laughs> you know? Um, so, yeah, so it's just being an open mind to it and believing um, that it's working because if you don't have an open mind, it will still work, but you won't get the full benefit of it, so... I think Jesus talks about that in his uh, work where he, you know, I think he asked the people who that wanted healing, you know, do you believe this will work? And they, you know, it, it's a mutual um, energy exchange. So I have to understand that I'm tapping into people's energy. So it's sacred. Our energy is sacred. And if, you know, 
you're being rude to someone that might affect not only yours, but the other person. So it's, it's a beautiful thing where everyone is receiving healing. And so I let clients know, even though they're on the table, I'm also receiving healing as well, because everything is connected um, in the quantum universe. And I think science is finally realizing that, especially with string theory, you know, the vibrations of everything, because that's what we are. You know, I'm so glad you've brought in this connection to Christianity. I know mm-hmm. for me, because of my own, you know, Catholic baggage and upbringing, I have pushed, you know, the idea of of organized religion so far out of my life. And um, I think a lot of people have done that. And it never occurred to me, probably because of that block, that yeah. the concept of he- the healing hands is the same thing. And- you know, you've really made me see, even though I, I understood it on an intellectual level, I didn't want to feel it on an emotional level that, you know, Jesus can be seen as outside of any kind of organized religion and just seen as a mystic, as a healer. Right. Yes. I mean, he traveled the world, you know, went to Egypt, you know, India for his studies. Like he was, his whole life was a pilgrimage. And so it's beautiful to see that he went to different cultures to learn basically this, you know, same thing, but they had beautiful ways of explaining how, you know, healing, you know, mysticism, you know, the sacred knowledge and plants and all that stuff, sound, you know, astrology, they had different ways, but it's the same message. And I think we all need to understand that, that everything is, you know, everything is connected and to respect other people's views, but also understand that it's, it's the same thing. Um, and a lot, back to Jesus, there's a um, there was a group called the Essenes and Cathars, where they did a lot of healing and alchemy and mysticism, and they wanted to turn their bodies into light because we are light. And so, before you know, fear came into religion. You know, they were the mystics, they were the alchemy, and they were you know the followers of Jesus. They loved to learn Jesus' teachings because it was all about love. My mom's going to be so happy because I haven't been to church in a while. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, you've also reminded me that there's a lot more to the history and stories of Jesus than what a bunch of men threw in the Bible right. in what, about 300 AD, I think, if if my world history serves me. Um, so, yeah, it, it gives me a comfort to be able to to separate the man from the ideology it's become. Yeah. So can you kind of take us through, I know there's surely no such thing as a typical session. I know because I've done them with you. Uh, and I certainly am one of those people who has seen those colors and felt those vibrations. And you know how much I twitch and tear yeah. and everything during sessions. You've handed me tissues. So mm-hmm. can you take us through a session with you, what it looks like, starting with what you do beforehand and what I consider, I like to think of as your briefing afterwards. Okay. So um, every session I come an hour early to the studio, set up, clear my energy, meditate, and then I'm clearing the room's energy, um, changing the sheets and also doing Reiki on the bed. So sometimes when clients come in, they're like, Ooh, I've already feel the Reiki energy and I'm I'm saging, I'm charging the crystals, um, as well as the singing bowls, kind of clearing that energy out. And I have like a, um, 
kind of like a crystal grid under the bed. So the person's also receiving energy through um, in their back as well. And just kind of getting the water, right? You know, giving the people water, turning on the heating mat. Everyone likes the heating pad. You know, it feels good. Um, and after that, I usually pull cards, the oracle cards or tarot cards, and those are just messages for today. Sometimes it might apply to the person's past or what their future is going to happen. But usually, people who aren't into, you know, or you know, all this stuff, they're like, uh, "Well, those cards were." are pretty accurate. You know, it's just like, yeah, you know, I just kind of tune into their energy and just see what messages that would benefit them the most. And so when the client comes in, I usually introduce myself, tell them a little bit about Reiki, and then I go over what they will experience during the session. So I tell them about the body. So the, the head, the right side of the body that deals with male energy, which is more goal oriented, logical and action deals with the sun, yang, and then the father energy. Everyone craps up when I tell them their father energy connects to the liver and that emotion is anger. So I'm like, yeah, that's why they call your dad an angry drunk. They think it's hilarious. And then it deals with your past. Then I move to the left side and that's the feminine intuitive healing and creative energy and deals with the future. And your mom energy connects to the spleen. And you know that emotion is worry because your mom worries about you all the time. And then I go through each chakra, telling them the benefits, what they could do to keep that chakra balanced, and also how they can tell when the chakra is out of balance. So let's say you're having low self-esteem, not believing in yourself, having digestive issues. That's something going on with that solar plexus, which is below your rib cage. And that deals with your personal power, your action, your mental body, as well as your life force energy. It's your, it's your inner sun. And it connects to the digestive, liver, and gallbladder. So, you know, citrine would be good for that, that crystal citrine, a yellow crystal, as well as um, eating yellow fruits and veggies. So eating the colors of the chakras are important, you know, will help balance that. And through sound and affirmations um, as well. So, yeah. So after, you know, I explain what it is, what they'll experience, what the aftercare is, is to drink water before the session. And after the session, just so you don't experience headaches, sometimes people don't realize that headaches and fevers are, or like kind of like sinuses are like, or, you know, runny nose is just the way the body heals itself and detoxifies itself. So there's nothing wrong with that, but some people are dehydrated, so they get the headache. Um, so I tell them drink a lot of water and sometimes, and also I tell them, you'll feel blissful or sometimes you'll feel tired afterwards. And um, other times people's emotions that are, you know, stored in their energy kind of come out. So they might be very angry afterwards or sad. It's just like, hey, be mindful of that, you know, acknowledge it and then release it or do some journaling. And I, lastly, I tell them like to just do high vibrational activities. So meditating, you know, not trying to eat, you know, processed food. I would wait on the alcohol, but if you have to have your glass of wine, it's not the end of the world because it's, you know, it's everyone's personal choice, you know, being outside in nature, being near water, as well as kind of integrating and journaling. Hey, what did I just experience? You know, writing down what colors did I see? Where was I feeling the sensations like the heat or the cool energy? You know, when did I twitch in the session? And so um, during, when they're on the bed, after I do the Reiki and everything, I play the singing bowls. 
So my singing bowls, I have 432 hertz, which are crystal bowls, and they are attuned to the frequency of the earth. And they're also attuned to the chakras. Each bowl is attuned to one chakra. And um, it's the soflego um, scale. So the do, re, mi, fa, so is what the chakras, that's what the bowls are attuned to. And then I have 440 hertz, which people don't like. You know, I bought it on the whim and I didn't know that it was a bad frequency, but it's also, it's not too bad because nothing is ever made for mistakes and it's more of a balancing. So it's a little bit more louder and intense. So the first session, Krista, when I had those bowls, I had my 440 hertz and you felt the vibration all over. So it was, it was, it was intense where 432 is more subtle, um, but each set of bowls helps with the chakras. So, um, and help it's helping also with sound healing and crystals. Oh, we're going to get into that. But anyway, I'll just explain it. Depending on what you use too, and mm-hmm. what's going on with the client, mm-hmm. every, every session is also totally different. Oh yeah, it it is. Um, because sometimes I, sometimes I left you feeling like I got hit by a truck. I was so tired. And sometimes I was nice and energized and went for a walk in the park afterwards. Yeah. And so that's what's great about Reiki. It's a different experience. You're never going to have the same experience with Reiki. And it gets really down to the conscious mind. And then each session, it goes down more into the subconscious. The things that you didn't think were bothering you from your past, it comes up. So it's it's a beautiful thing to see. And um, people change. What's great about it is their mindsets change as well. Their you know activities their daily habits. And that's how the Reiki is, you know, working for them. Um, After this session, I just tell clients, you know, tell them to kind of take their time getting up and drink a lot of water. So I have water and candy for them to ground them if I don't eat all the candy. Um, And then I tell them like a schedule, um, how many times they should come in. I usually say once a week or every two weeks for the beginning, just to keep that Reiki energy flowing. And then once both of us agree, there's a, you know, they're progressing, then we could do once a month and then, you know, push it back more. But it just, you know, it depends how much the person wants to heal and what I feel that would be the best, you know, benefit benefit for them. Yeah. It's very similar to acupuncture in that way. Right. Yeah. And, and then you also have to be careful not to do too much. That's something you and I have definitely talked about. I stopped mm-hmm. acupuncture when I started seeing you, right? Because we don't want to yeah. overload the body at the same time. Right. And um, acupuncture, Reiki, reflexology, you know, chiropractic care, it's almost the same thing. Sound healing, it's kind of the same modality, but it all ties ties together. And um, it's really, you know, the acupuncture knows the meridian. Sometimes Reiki practitioners doesn't have the knowledge or chiropractic care. They all have a unique, different task, but it's all about getting the energy, you know, getting that self-healing back um, together. So, yeah. And I'm really glad you mentioned the Oracle cards. So (laughs) the first time I came to see you, you pulled these cards out and I know you now you felt the energy from me, the skepticism, Mm -hmm. because when we started or before we started, you know, pulling the cards out, you started telling me about your clairvoyance and how you would able, be able to see things and be able to tell me about the future, the past. And I'm sitting there like, all right, whatever. <laughs> sure you can. I bought this Groupon. I'm here. I might as well stay. 
Maybe she is, this quack here is useful in some way, but, or clairvoyant, whatever. And then, then you took the cards out. And then we had the session. And by the end of it, I was like, okay, either you really are what you say you are, or you're bugging my house somehow. (laughs) You are hacking into my therapist's files. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I was absolutely blown away. And I'm not talking for the audience here. I'm not talking about like John Edwards type crap where, you know, he just throws a million things out there to a hundred people and hopes something sticks or, you know, has um, spies around. What you are able to do is energetic at the most elemental level, truly. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. It's um, like you said, seeing people's reactions that are skeptical. It's just like confirmation. Okay. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do and I, you know, I'm good at it and still learning, but yeah, it, it, it's freaky how that stuff comes to me because what I just do is I read the person's energy. And so intuitive messages just come to me. Some people channel, you know, different beings, you know, their spirit guides, their higher self where things just come to me naturally. Um, so I'm more of an energy reader. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Because you have told me things that there was no possible way for you to have known and very specific things, <laughs> conversations I'd recently had with my husband, um, things about uh, relatives. That's been, that's been a big one that's helped me work through a lot of those old issues, especially I just realized this month I'm, I'm coming upon, you know, three years ago, um, the time where I, you know, basically completely cut ties with my biological family. So with that stuff coming up again, you have given me, you know, my own intuitive power through those sessions to really handle it and work through it and understand the things that are coming up in my body because of it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing how much the body can hold and also the ancestral stuff as well. I know we talked about my ceremony earlier, but just to feel what was still stuck in my body and what Reiki also does and helps you become more aware. It is crazy. It's like people think they're going to be totally healed if they keep meditating and, you know, doing yoga, all that stuff. Healing is a journey. It's probably going to last the whole, your whole lifetime. And just being gracious for that, for you, for people to, you know, step into that power of, Hey, I'm going to heal myself. I'm going to break those generational curses. I don't want to be sick anymore. I'm going to listen to my, you know, take care of myself. Because a lot of people, they look at massage, Reiki, and acupuncture and other things just as like a gift, like, you know, just like, you know, a special thing, like, oh, I'll get a massage today because self-care, but it's really more deeper than that, where it's, you know, act of self-love, but healing yourself on so many different levels that people don't really understand. Yeah. And I, you really want to emphasize there that this is a lifelong journey. No one is going to go into a single Reiki session and come back out saying, I'm fixed, all better, everything's fine. Yeah. Because I know you've certainly had clients in the past, right, who don't stick with it because they don't necessarily feel an instant, like total transformation after one session. Correct. Yeah. Um, And it depends on the, you know, it depends on the person. You know, I had someone who said, 
you know, ask them how they felt after this session. You know, I text clients a few days afterwards to see how they're feeling or anything. And she said, I didn't notice a difference, but she said, I started, you know, changing my habits, you know, working out more and eating. I was like, well, you know, that's Reiki, you know, that's a difference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's more than just during the session. It's right. afterward as well. Mm -hmm. And it's the awareness too. I think people struggle with, you know, not only with Reiki, but life is being aware of their patterns, aware of who they are, because most people are just existing and not living and not being conscious of their choices as well. So Reiki helps with that. Um, but, you know, other modalities and you know, sound healing, because it's just shedding all this, you know, the baggage, the stuff that's just no longer serving you. So your body can actively heal itself. Yeah. And it, it depends on how much, how much stuff we've got in there and how mm -hmm. deep it goes. I always think of, um, remember Monica Geller's secret closet of shame, yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like if something, if it's all bursting out or maybe it's tidy and organized, but you still got to get that baggage out there. You know, it's a process just like cleaning, cleaning a room, you know? Right. Yeah, it is a process. And then I think people, when they're triggered, they, um, they're like angry that they're triggered. You know, I had this experience this weekend where I was triggered and after, you know, I cried it out and everything. I said, thank you. I said, you know, thank you to this person for triggering me because I didn't know this was still in my body and the body will give you those hints and to feel your emotions, but not, you know, attach yourself to it. It's so important. And people think crying is weakening, but that's the how the body heals itself by releasing things is through crying. Um, so yeah. yes, and that's what that's where Reiki can do, you know, what talk therapy can't is that Reiki can find that stuff that's buried so deeply, we don't even know it's there. Right. You know, and it takes that, uh, that energetic work in order to dig that up and even realize, oh, Oh, that's been in there? Oh, I had no idea. But now that I do, I can deal with it. Yes. Yes. And I can attest to your follow-ups. Anytime I have a session with you, about 48 hours later, I get that text. Hey, how you doing? How you feeling? You all right? Ladies, if any of you are skeptical about anything Mia has said, ask yourselves a question. How many of your doctors have ever done that for you? How many of them have ever reached out 48 hours after an appointment or hospitalization to say, hey, how are you? How you doing? Anything I can do to help? You know? I can't say I ever had that happen with an MD in uh, 20 plus years. Nope, not for me either. Unless they were like a family friend or something or but no, I no, I haven't had one either. It's just like they're just in, you know, work, you know, working mode. So, and they see, you know, a bunch of clients, but it's just like you have to understand you have to be patient with people. And, you know, a lot of people are scared, is, you know, when they're not feeling well and they've been feeling like this for years. So just having compassion and empathy goes a long way. It absolutely does. So like we've talked about, there are, you know, a lot of quacks out there in any field, but it's, it's easier to be a fraud, I think, um, in the world of energy work. So what can women look for specifically in a competent practitioner? What should be red flags that somebody uh, isn't the real deal? Google, you know, Google business profile, um, you know, searching for Reiki practitioners, you know, any practitioner near you and looking at the reviews. You know, sometimes we're going to have a negative review. 
somewhere, but looking like what the people are saying and checking out their website and using your gut, using your intuition. Sometimes we just click on someone because they're five minutes away from us, but we really don't understand who they, you know, who they are. So um, a person, I feel like with prices, I feel like, you know, some people need to charge a lot, but some people really don't have to. Like I know people that charge like $400 for a session and I, you know, who's going to pay for that, you know? And so it's kind of being overpriced. I feel like is maybe, you know, a sign as well as reading their bio um, and actually having a call with them, you know, before, like maybe just inquiring, Hey, I would like to book a session, but can you tell me what Reiki is? And doing like a 30 minute consultation with the practitioner would be good just to kind of feel out their energy as well. Um, And maybe asking around too, like, you know, there's so many Facebook groups where people will say, you know, I'm searching for a Reiki practitioner. Does anyone know anyone local? And so that's how one of my clients found me is through, you know, a, a group. And so someone will always be like, oh, well, you know, this person so and so is really good and everything. So just kind of being mindful of that and looking at their credentials as well. Like, are they actually a, you know, a Reiki practitioner or, you know, they just said, you know, they took a class, but haven't really practiced. Um, So yeah, just looking for stuff like that as well. So in the last couple of years, you uh, were diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how you incorporate Reiki and energy work into your own healing. So, um, yeah, so in 2022, August, I was diagnosed with MS, but a couple months before I had Bell palsy. So one day, well, even before that, I felt like, you know, I kind of felt sick and nauseous and I don't ever get sick. So I was just like, whatever, you know, whatever, what's going on. And then I had Bell palsy on the right side of my face and then vertigo. And so the, the bell palsy healed in like four days with steroids. And I said, absolutely not this face, you know, it's <laughs> just like heal. And, um, and I was doing Reiki around that time, helping with that. And then the vertigo lasted two and a half weeks. I was like, oh my goodness. Um, so it made me sit down for a little bit instead of go, go, go. And um, so I finally was able to get a an appointment with a neurologist and he recommended an MRI. And so the MRI showed lesions in my brain, um, but I got really sick. And so I was in the hospital for two and a half days. And so that's really after like the hospital visit, that's when like the doctor actually told me I had MS and it, I didn't know this or my mom that it runs in my dad's side of the family. And it comes with a lot of women. And through my ayahuasca ceremony, I realized that's kind of like an ancestral thing um, that was passed down to certain women um, in the family. And so after the, receiving that diagnosis, um, it took a while to accept it and dealing with the heaviness, the tingling in my feet and hands, as well as the moods and the fevers. Like it, it was kind of tough to go through that. So I left my current job and became full-time with Reiki. Um, And so I did a lot of Reiki and also I, and it was weird because more people were booking, you know, sessions with me after my diagnosis. And what was great about it, even though I was going through the, you know, the MS 
people were still coming back. People were feeling the raking energy and they're like, I had no idea that you had MS. Um, cause I didn't want to, because MS for me, is just an experience. It's something I wanted to go through on this lifetime. And so, you know, I tested for two black belts passed. It was difficult, but you know, I did it. And, um, my mindset is what helped me. And then with the Reiki, just using the different symbols, the sound healing, I was just watching a movie on Gaia and a neurologist said she had MS patients and Parkinson's disease patients. And they did Ayurveda, they were exercising, but really what helped them was sound healing. So playing, you know, crystal bowls, chanting. So that was just like a heads up like me, play your bowls for yourself a little bit more than just for clients. but yeah, so Reiki has really helped me with my mindset, helping with like, you know, some some of the symptoms as well and keeping me grounded with the MS. Um, and then with my ayahuasca ceremony a couple weeks ago, can't believe it's been that long already. Um, I purged, you know, I, you know, I threw up a lot, but it was more of ancestral stuff. And with the MS, I kept hearing you don't have MS. Also, I saw that MS is BS. My book I'm working on will be ahead. <laughs> the title is, the title is funny, except my mom doesn't like it, but it's catchy. I and, love it. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I know I don't. I won't have MS forever, and I don't really even feel like it. Like ever since that ayahuasca ceremony, my speech has improved because I was struggling forming sentences. I never told anyone about it. Um, because I was embarrassed. But ever since then, I'm able to talk. My sentences are fluid. And so it, ayahuasca really helped me if anyone is interested in that. But also Reiki has helped me so much in the sound healing and crystals. So our bodies are able to heal itself. We just got to get the ego out of the way and take care of herself. Yes. The sound bowls are also something I thought was total crap uh, <laughs> until you brought them out and used them. I think that was the session where I woke up at the end and looked at you and was like, what just happened? <laughs> yeah. And now I do, I do sound bowl meditations all the time now. Mm-hmm. So that's just another amazing thing you've introduced me to. Um, so you just said, I just want to um, get a little more specific on this because some people mm-hmm. might not quite understand what you mean when you say that MS is something you want it to go through in this life. You don't mean that two years ago, you were like, I'd really love to have MS and see what that feels like. So can you explain what you actually mean there? Oh, yeah, I can. Um, So a lot of us don't understand when we come on earth, before we come on earth, we pick our choices, you know, the things we want to go through, our family, our friends, circumstances, because um, earth is a three-dimensional planet. There's other three-dimensional planets, but what's great about Earth is we have free will. And so we pick choices like, oh, I want to go, you know, I want to work for the police academy or I want to be a chef. Oh, I want to deal with, uh, you know, terrible parents. Oh, I, you know, I want to, you know, deal with diabetes or cancer or stuff like that. So we pick these things not knowing what they are before we incarnate here. And so when that happens, we're like, why is this happening to me? Where we have to take accountability that we, you know, we chose those circumstances. And what it's doing is teaching us how, you know, teaching us about, you know, character development and understanding that we have the power 
to not allow things to affect us and for us to grow. And so school, so um, earth is kind of like the school. And so, you know, as, as we transition, we're graduating. And so when we tr- transition, we have a, we see our life choices, like a life review. So we see our choices, how it affected others, as well as it, how it affected us. What lessons did we learn? What lessons do we might need to learn in the next lifetime? And so it's all for, our, you know, all for our better good. And so for me with the MS, it taught me what I'm learning with it is just like how powerful our mind really can be and to slow down too, you know, um, but to just be maybe the first one in the family to heal from this, to actually heal from MS. And I know a few people that have healed from it through diet and everything um, and their mindset and also through different herbs. So, yeah, so I think I think we all have to understand that we do have free will and we have a choice and not to blame others for what's happening in our life because we chose those things to go through. But we can also break those patterns so we don't repeat it over and over again. And I don't think people realize how you know powerful we are because we create our reality through our thoughts, our actions, our routines. And when we just change our awareness and change those patterns, we can actually really connect to who we are as a person. And this is what Reiki has done for me, what MS has done for me, and uh, just life in general. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm totally with you on the experience there. Um, I have absolutely no regrets. Honestly, Mm -hmm. lupus was the best thing that ever happened to me at 12 years old because I was on my way to becoming an awful human being who I wouldn't have wanted to spend five minutes with, you know, and this whole journey of of physical healing has brought with it so much emotional healing because that's the root of everything is that, that energetic work and, and those wounds that we carry with us. You know, what you said too, reminds me, have you ever heard, um, Wayne Dyer's story about the pothole in the street? I haven't heard that story, but I know who Wayne Dyer is. Yeah. So in one of his old PBS specials, uh, that was kind of my, my awakening. My, my entrance to this world was, was through Wayne Dyer on uh, PBS in my parents' basement years ago. Um, he tells the story of, uh, about choices and, uh, accountability and how, you know, you walk down the street and you fall in this big pothole and it's this progression of, okay, you've got to get yourself out of this hole, you know, but then this progression of, well, Next time you fall in the hole, but but you grab on, you don't fall as far. Next time you walk around the hole, and eventually you walk down a different street entirely. Right. Yes. You know. So there's there's such a spectrum of choices, and the idea that we are eternal in our energy, I am like so comforted by that right now. So comforted by that conversation, given everything that's going on in the world. There's such a feeling of, of safety, you know, that the universe has me, it's okay. Yes, that it, it works out, you know, you receive, you know, those synchronicity, synchronicities, like the angel numbers, like 222, 1111, or you might find someone just at a coffee shop that is going to help you on your journey, or you guys just kind of connect. Um, and you have to be open and ask for help. If, you know, you believe in angels, ask for assistance because sometimes we want to do everything on your own, but that's not, you know, that's not ideal. 
because you're just going to wear yourself out and maybe someone else has the answer for you. But we are all the same person, you know, same energy. We just have different styles, different creativity and, you know, different, you know, bodies. But if our bodies are not, if we're just our energy, our soul, we're, you know, we're the same. And I think through the ayahuasca ceremony, I felt like I had, a, you know, a few ego deaths, but I was able to tap into past lives and different timelines where it's like, you know, I was like, oh, I feel like I'm dying. And it was so peaceful. And then I transitioned to something else. And I, I connected with ancestors and they're like, they don't like when you say they're dead, you know, past loved ones don't like it because they're not, they're just in a different vibrational energy. And they always send us signs through music, through feathers, through people's names and, you know, or even like perfume, like you might smell like something they, you know, perfume or fragrance they used to wear as well as like their favorite, you know, if you're eating their favorite food or something like that, it's amazing. Oh, and also dreams. If you dream of your past loved one, that's a visitation, hands down. It's a visitation. Um, So have a dream journal, write that stuff down and ask them to guide you. I don't, like I said, I don't think people ask for help a lot. They just kind of want to do it on their own. So. You're so right about that. We so often forget to ask. That is something I've been doing a lot more of in the last year. I have what I'll call when I'm struggling with something, I'll have what I call uh, a Dennis Duffy moment for all our 30 rock Mm -hmm. bands out there, where I just think, hey, dummy, ask for help. It's there. And it always comes. You know, sometimes we don't realize it in the moment that it's the help we want. But if we stay more in tune with our energy, we recognize that help when it shows up. Right. Yeah. And like you said, just being open to it, being open to help, you know, receiving help. Um, Yes. That's a big block for a lot of women. mm -hmm. And what's happening with women and, you know, the planet, we're connecting more with the feminine energy and remembering that, you know, we used to be more, you know, we used to be more feminine. The world was feminine because women are the healers that, you know, the first teachers, healers, government warriors, all that stuff. And people forget that where, you know, um, I'm going to get into sacred geometry real fast, but like curved lines represent the feminine energy. So like the seed of light, the flower of life, the vases Pisces, and then the straight lines represent like the male energy, which is more like the pyramids, the Merkaba field, um, the Merkaba and Metatron's cube, all that stuff. And so now we're becoming more passive where um, with male energy, you know, it's action. It's good to have, but we have to have a balance where mother, um, mother earth is going through a healing phase. And I I feel like also women are not working, working, working where they wanted their freedom and now they have it, but now it's just kind of, you know, dwindling down, stepping in their power, saying no. And it's a beautiful thing to transition. And, you know, women are stepping up to help heal the masculine as well, not only within themselves, but with, um, you know, male family members, friends, or partners, because we all need healing. We need that passive moon water energy coming in. Absolutely. So we've talked about some really heavy stuff here. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to wrap up with a little fun. How does that sound? Okay. Yes, I'm down. All right. What is your biggest pet peeve? To always have fun. That's, I guess that's my, you know, People are way too serious. Sometimes I can get serious, but to have fun with life and just relax 
you know, you don't need the answers for what's going to happen down, you know, tomorrow and a year. And my biggest, yeah, so that's probably my biggest pet peeve for people to have fun and enjoy life. You know, life is so short, well, in this body. And so I think that's my biggest pet peeve for people and to just have an open mind to everything and continue to learn and grow. You don't know everything. So, um, yeah, so I think that's my biggest pet peeve. Did you ever watch the show Monk? A little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little so bit. So there is a uh there's an old there's a later episode with uh Howie Mandel where he's playing a cult leader and mm-hmm. he gets very easily, of course, he gets Adrian to join the cult. And like mm-hmm. one of his big things is the more you know, the less you don't know. Right. <laughs> it's like this feeling of of comfort and yeah. safety. It's it's nonsense. This nonsense cult. What is I'm very interested in this one. What is your favorite movie? Okay. I used to watch this every night um, after going out sometimes in college or like at the apartment, probably Water for Elephants. That movie always gets me with Robert Pattinson and Reese Witherspoon and Christopher, I forgot his last name, but he, um, yeah. So probably Water for Elephants is my favorite movie. Um, it, cry, it makes me cry. Every time I watch what it. Is, what is that about? It rings a dim bell in my mind. So it's it's a novel turned to movie. So it's like in the circus, maybe early 1900s. And this guy, Robert Pattinson, young guy, I guess loses his job or something. And he joins a circus and he sees Reese Witherspoon um, doing her whatever circus act. And he falls in love with her. But her husband is super abusive and he's like the ringleader. He's, you know. He owns the circus. And so, you know, they fall in love. The husband gets jealous. Um, and then all the uh, circus people kind of help Robert Pattinson, Reese Witherspoon fall in love. And they became the owners of the circus and they lived a long life. And it's it's pretty beautiful. And I like the, the music as well. Um, yeah, so that's probably my favorite movie. How about you? Well, it's interesting because... Um, Pattinson's grown on me since the Batman. So I'm going to have to check that out. Maybe. Yeah. It was like early, well, maybe like late 200s, like maybe 2000, maybe 12 or something like that. When that movie came okay. out. Yeah. My favorite movie changes every month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it changes with, yeah. with all the other kind of energy I have going on, but I am one of those people who watches for better or worse to the, to, you know, the, bafflement of my husband quite often. I watch the same things over and over again (laughs) for comfort. You know, just, I I have an energetic thing about visuals and about story and books and, and shows, uh, you know, whatever, whatever medium you give me a story, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, did you ever watch that movie, the abyss with Ed Harris? I actually have not. We have it. We Mm -hmm. own it. And I have never seen it. I should have put it on last night instead of Halloween. Since oh, last night was Halloween. We're recording this on November first. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, yeah, it's pr- actually pretty good. I never heard of it before, but yeah, it was a good movie. Talked about like um, alien, uh, terrestrial, extraterrestrial contact, and everything, and yeah. how humans, you know, you know, they're watching us, and they're like, you know, humans, what are we doing? You know, why can't we work together? And hopefully, yeah, soon- idiots. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I always say Earth is beyond ghetto, but it's it's the people. <laughs> 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 it's, 
but soon we will hopefully yeah so the last fun question i normally ask people is if they could have like a real comic book superpower what would it be you already have one uh (laughs) with the energetic abilities the clairvoyance that you have but if you could have another a more comic booky kind of one uh though i mean that is involved in the comics what would it be Probably Doctor Strange, <laughs> you know, traveling the multiverse, um, the way he is, he's a sorcerer. I like that stuff. Or I don't know, Wanda Maxoff, she kind of scares me, but she's powerful too. So something like that. I, you know, having strength, super strength is not appealing to me. Um, but probably, yeah, Doctor Strange is probably my favorite um, Marvel superhero. Um, so yeah, probably, you know, traveling the universe using kind of the alchemy, sacred geometry would probably be my super, um, hero power. I feel like I already do that, but so. Yeah. 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 You kind of, you kind of do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As long as Caecilius doesn't come for you, you'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good question. Will, will Stephen Strange ever heal his hands? In a different universe, he did. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, who knows? He's so arrogant. But I like how life, you know, humbles him too. Yes, um, yes, it certainly is. does. So, Mia, tell the audience how they can book with you, whether virtually distance Reiki or uh, in person for those local to Maryland, whether it's sessions or the events that you hold. So, um First on my website, and that is Mia Moon Creations, S at the end, dot com. So it has like, you know, my schedule, the services I offer and my events, as well as social media. So I have a Mia Moon Creations Facebook page and a Mia Moon Creations Instagram. And people also can e- email me at Mia Moon Creations at gmail dot com as well. And I have a LinkedIn, uh, I think it's just my name, Mia Proctor. Um, you can find me there and you'll see, you know, title owner of Mia Moon Creation. So that's how people can contact me. It's through, you know, my website and social media and email. Yeah. And I want to give your Instagram a ringing endorsement. Everybody go follow Mia on Instagram right now because it's just beautiful. You post a lot of stuff about like numerology and what's going on in the astrological world, but you also just, you're a great photographer and uh, Mia also has the most amazing collection of dresses that I'm super jealous of because (laughs) uh, she's much taller than I am and you are just like so elegant and everything just flows on you so beautifully. I look at these pictures and I'm like, oh, that's, yes, that is just the energy in motion right there. Uh, thank you. I like dresses. I don't like wearing pants, so I need to move somewhere warm. But I've I recently discovered like the boho bohemian pants, kind of like the flowing, and I'm wearing like flare pants right now. So I'm like, oh, okay, this feels better than jeans, you know. So oh, anything feels better than I can't even tell yeah. you the last time I wore a pair of jeans. <laughs> it's yes, leggings or yoga pants, and that mm-hmm. is it. <laughs> Mia, this has been an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for joining me here on Root to Rise today. Thank you, Krista. Appreciate you having me here. Thanks for listening to this episode of Root to Rise with Krista Hernandez. 
If you found it worthwhile, hit the subscribe button to get a new episode every other Monday. And if you've become a regular listener of Root to Rise, I'd really appreciate your rating and review on Apple or Spotify. Reviews help me grow the show and help more women unlock their healing power. I'll see you next time.